Hello, Chris here from Old Dirty Brastards. If you're a big fan of this podcast, you can support it through the ACAST support feature. You can give as little or as much as you like, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the description to support now. Thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Old Dirty Brastard podcast episode number six. Today we are talking about our released single for Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. With us today, doubling up as producer and arranger. Now this will be your first one as producer and arranger, won't it, Seb? I, well, I didn't really produce it. Oh, you Sorry, mean produce the producer podcast? of the podcast and arranger oh, yeah, of the yeah. track. Yeah, yeah, because as people will start That's to find out, we are recording these all uh, in different orders to help Seb with uh, his due date of his first child. And uh, yeah, so there's messages from the future, messages from the past. It's all a big old mix up. But this one is the first one that Seb doubles up as uh, arranger and producer on the podcast, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get to pick your brains about your arranging processes and things today. Uh, how are you anyway? It's Monday. How are you? You're all good? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I mean, I'm basically I'm just just doing lots of um uh these things. These <laughs> just got these mainly. These days. These, these days yeah. <laughs> we did one last night, didn't we? we did, and, and then yeah. just about got a bit of sleep and then I'm up for another one. Nice. It's just wall to wall old dirty brasses podcast right yeah, now, which right. I don't mind. Don't don't mind it, mate. Don't mind. Don't but after mind this it, really. we've got one fun. more one more to go and then everything is complete. And then yeah. you can focus on becoming a dad, which will be amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, and then obviously... How that, are you? Did you get enough, any sleep I'm last good, night? good, thanks. Yeah, I got a little bit of sleep, tiny bit. It was nice. Um, woke up to Ziggy cooing away in the morning, which was cool. Um, oh. Yeah. And I went to the beach yesterday, which was nice. So I was a little bit oh, cool. tired after that. Which beach? Uh, we went to Broadstairs in Kent. Oh, nice. Lovely. There wasn't too many people. Nice and sunny um sunnier than i thought it would be i think the government I, i've got this in my head that i think the government are lying to us about the weather i think <laughs> when they see really nice sunny hot days coming they're gonna go ah oh, yeah it's gonna be a little bit overcast and not as hot <laughs> as you think so that no one flocks to all the beaches and like scares everyone i, th- I think that's what they're doing but you know that's a proper dan west style conspiracy yeah big one. time i thought i'd just get my paranoia and conspiracy out. but it's just the weather it could be a lot worse couldn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> luckily yeah, yeah. i packed some shorts so it was okay uh, perfect <laughs> yeah um 
back again in his with his producer hat on and oh we can talk about a video today as well because we filmed bits for some which is awesome we get to talk about so uh producer and film filmer videographer is that what we call it i guess it's barney philpar hi barney how are you hello yeah i'm i'm good yeah You're good morning <laughs> good morning did you get some sleep barney are you feeling a yeah bit I, more? I feel great uh compared to last night yeah i'm a bit more rested um yeah, it's it's a bit mental that the arrogance of us that we think that people want to hear ninety five percent of the words that have come out of my mouth in the last eighteen hours. <laughs> <laughs> Spoke for a long time last night, and I then I went immediately to sleep, and I've woken up, and we, uh, people need to hear what I need to say again. Refreshed Nut. and ready to hear more. They want to hear more. That's what they. That's what they want. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Um. It's good to sleep, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yes. It's yeah. It's yeah. a very nice thing. <laughs> it's a lovely thing to have. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so you in London now then, or you you travelled to Broadstairs and came back? Oh yeah, it's only an hour and a half. It's sorry. on the east, on the east coast, isn't it? Yeah. Did you buy a new house when you were there and just stay there forever? Should have done, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> hey, all the way up north, back again to talk everything tuba. He's at his mum and dad's house. It's Richard Evans. Hello, Hi, Dickie. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, in uh, lovely rainy Cumbria, but uh, oh, no, is that's it? to be expected. There wouldn't be any lakes if it didn't rain, right? <laughs> I suppose. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Bit, it? I had a lovely day yesterday. Yeah. Did a bit, went up, did a bit of rock climbing, found this place miles away. It's like, yeah, there's absolutely, yeah, going to be nobody there because it's obviously quite busy. Everyone's flocking to the Lake District for their holidays. And uh, yeah, walked up about 45 minutes from the car. It's like, perfect it's been mm. quiet did one route just as a little warm-up then could see this group walking up towards us like oh who's this the bloody film crew came to film an <laughs> advert <laughs> just took over the entire thing it's like oh. okay okay we'll walk back down then oh. <laughs> so i don't know what i don't know what the advert was for something to do with dogs um <laughs> But yeah, no, it was. Bit, is it for the new ass. the new um, season of rock climbing on Sky Sports? Is it? Yeah, dog climbing, <laughs> dog, dog rock climbing, yeah. dog rock climbing. Dog rock climbing. It, was a, it was a very beha- <laughs> well behaved dog, so it was. Uh, oh. made it. It was all right. So dog rescue, dog rescue. Maybe they're doing um, cliffhanger, but for dogs. <laughs> dogs, yeah. <laughs> Touching the void, but with yeah. the shit suit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, is it good to see your parents? Because obviously this must be the first time. Yeah, I haven't seen them right. since Christmas. So yeah, no, it's nice oh, to come wow. up. Good. Yeah, I'd see my sister as well. She, oh. Yeah, we went met up for a picnic yesterday. Yeah. No, it's that's very like, nice. Oh man, that's like over half a year, isn't it? That's crazy. But it is, yeah, which is mental. It still yeah. feels like we're in March or April or something, but no, it's, yeah. it's nearly July. Or oh, it is July. Do they look nearly different? Mid-July. Do they look different? Yeah, they grown? no. <laughs> No, very similar. I think if anybody looks different, I look different. Like I've been living in the wilderness for the past six months. But uh, you're very on brand, Dickie, in that you're it, you've you look like you're even younger still. Do you think <laughs> you're still yeah. DA? Yeah, your haircut now looks like a twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> I feel like I've aged considerably over the last three months. <laughs> Look, I like it. I think you should grow it, keep it. It looks good. You look like a right surfer dude. Until I get on a surfboard and then uh, the illusion is shattered. <laughs> just carry one around. Just carry one around. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. And completing our team this week, he's, he's at a desk. 
His beard's getting ever longer. It's the fabulous trumpeter Seabass or David Gagan, if you prefer. Hi, Bass. How are you doing? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Christopher, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. All good. All good. So good. Are, you in your, are you in your old, you're in your old place at the moment? I am. I've come back to my old flat um, just to keep the listeners uh, up to speed with my living situation. I've now, uh, <laughs> you'll be all pleased to know that I've officially given my notice to my yeah. land, landlord. So uh, I've got to be out of this place by Friday. Yeah. So uh, here we are uh, coming to you live from my old flat. And then once we've recorded this episode of the podcast, I will be sorting out five years worth of stuff. <laughs> oh, Just yeah. Have you like does... exploded across all the rooms or are you quite confined to one room? Or... I beg your pardon. Um, <laughs> uh, there's none of that going on, Barney. Um <laughs> No, no, it's all very, uh, very much compact in the in the one room. But um, oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. it is good. It is good. And I made a start on it yesterday and just kind of just chucked a load of stuff out. So it's just you know what, just the whole kind of this whole lockdown thing made me realise um, just there's just so much stuff that you keep that you just don't need. So um, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be having a proper sort out. Um, mm. And just kind of, yeah, just just uh, streamlining my life a little bit, which will be nice. Very therapeutic. Yeah, lovely. Uh, just for the listeners, um, you do have a house to move into, by the way. He's not just oh, moving yeah. out on Friday with <laughs> yeah. nowhere to go. Downsizing to the max. to move into. Yeah. Yeah. No, when, we, when did we discuss it? What, what episode was I on? Was that episode four? Four. Three. Four. four. Three. I think it was four, four I think. Four. Four. Yeah. Four. No, I'm 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 moving in with the beautiful Lauren. Um <laughs> yeah. so it's all it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just none of us have met her yet. Don't believe her, she's real. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a figment of my imagination. <laughs> Honestly, we've been we've been doing uh, Zoom quizzes for the last twelve weeks and Bass has been sat next to a cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Richard Evans. Obviously, like, you know, you haven't seen your parents since Christmas. And yep. then you come back and now you're all like in their dining room recording a podcast. Do they think you're all like, have you gone a bit big time? <laughs> yeah, my mum did ask if she now. could watch it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the live, well, see, live TV audience. See how interesting it's going to be uh, as whether I recommend listening to it either. <laughs> yes, oh, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to that. No. Yeah, no, I, I know. And after being featured on the 10 o'clock news last week as well. Oh, really, yeah. really hit the big time. Yeah, that's it. Famous, famous. Yeah. yeah. To our parents, yeah. Nice, nice dining room. Nice. Yeah, thanks. So no pictures of you behind you, though. That's unfortunate. Uh, not in this room. Obviously, there's another room that just the whole wall's just photos of me. But uh, <laughs> Richard yeah. Evans' wing. Yeah. Is that a kestrel behind you, Richard? Uh, it's a peregrine falcon, actually. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Now, what's the difference between the peregrine falcon and a kestrel? Because I read Kez recently, and it seems to be kind of interchangeable. Oh, see, I Kez read Pez. Is... Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> Kez is uh, a peregrine falcon. Pez Falcon. Kez. So oh, really? Kez is a peregrine falcon? I think so. I, well, the kestrels so. are the ones that could hover, aren't they? You'll mm. see them hovering. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Rock and roll. They're magnificent. Peregrine falcons are the ones that go really fast, like can dive bomb from mm, very right. high in the sky, just like. 
Okay, what's a hawk? Generic term for a bird of prey. I don't know. Well, I recommend reading the book Kes and also watching the, the film. Actually, the book's called A Kestrel for a Knave. Uh, and the film is called Kez, of course. It's a, oh, I've never, it's a great I've, film. I've never read or watched it. So I should oh, it's a great... It isn't it? Barney, you've seen it. Yeah. Kez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Oh. Is that what you said? Oh. Have you? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were just nodding. Were you just nodding. You were like... <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about some arranging, Seb? Yeah. When did this one, when did, because I remember doing, I remember first doing, obviously I remember playing this one, I don't think I'd ever really heard it, and it's a banger, and I love it now. Um, and I remember playing the extended version at the Amazon Workers Summer Party in Haggerston Park. But when did, when did hmm. the first, when did, did you do the first one before we saw her at Glastonbury? Billie Eilish. Um, um, the, the yeah. And performer, or did we do it after that? I can't remember, because there was a reason. Uh, yeah, we did a gig in... In Cambridge, um, oh yeah, I remember we went punting. Yeah, it, it was during the the Cricket World Cup. I remember that. So I don't know what time of the year that was. It was it just before, before Glastonbury, Glastonbury. I think it was like just a week before. before. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the first time. I um, I remember. I, I I just remember hearing it and and not having heard a lot of pop music that I've really liked over the last few years. It it really stood out. Um, I think we just thought it'd be good to do something. We've done a lot of album shows. And um, so we've done a lot of just like guitar bands and stuff. And we're like, well, should we just try and find, see if there's anything good that's out at the moment that's a bit different? Obviously, we, we all the arrangements we'd all done for a while, we'd all been getting um, like getting a bit of money for them, getting paid mm. as part of the, the, the show, the album show thing. Yeah. So this one was one I didn't, I didn't get asked to do, which is quite nice to do that for a change. Yeah, um, like going it was back. like the old days. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, yeah, I heard this song. I was like, well, this is, this is a ma- an amazing song. It's just, and it, I think it will go down as like something like Crazy in Love was for Beyonce. Mm. Or, it was like part of the zeitgeist of that summer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it's, it's brilliant. It's so, it's almost so minimalist, the song. It's so simple, but just just brilliant i mean just the, the way that you know you've got the bass you've got a sort of bass drum on the on the beats and the way the the bass line sort of bounces off that and and the vocals sort of on the, the sort of syncopated rhythm against that four four beat I don't know there's just something about that it's just uh obviously it's it's a massive hit and um so yeah i thought i'd arrange it and um it, it kind of just translated really easily to brass it was just really obvious where to put all the different bits stick it you know the bass line on the tuba and then really yeah yeah i thought i'll go wild with this one. <laughs> yeah i mean so in the original there's there's sort of there's lots of her sort of multi-tracked so it's like we'll just have a few trumpets do that and then it, it's just it was pretty easy to do really and it so we tried it out in cambridge i actually originally stopped after the first section which was like the first sort of two minutes mm. before the song stops and then you've got a gap and then a sort of outro code a bit, which is a sort of different vibe. So I didn't put that in originally because on the original, it's more sort of spoken word there. There's not really any melody. Mm. And I just thought, it, I don't know how we'll do it. I'll just, I'll just try it out as a sort of two minute in and out tune. And it just felt a bit abrupt really as a song. 
So then I added in the next bit and it, it worked quite well. I sort of expanded it and just changed it slightly. And and it was quite nice to sort of lean into some of the grimier, grislier sounds that the band can make. No, I mean, it's just it's just really good. And it's a tune, um, as I said, I didn't know. And it was great that we did it. Because I think that gig, in my memory serves correctly, was, that gig was around the sort of 19th, 20th of June. So we were literally going to go to Glastow like, the week after and then she oh, did yes her. that's right she performed on the other stage and i think most of the festival turned up to see her because yeah just you know she just really started everything started to take off and all of odb yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. so i mean just to watch that set was brilliant it was one of those ones where was like, i'm really glad we were there to see that because i think that's probably quite a moment for her as well even though you know she's gonna yeah, be an yeah. absolute mm. mega mega star her and her brother are very yeah very it was that, that late time of day where it was just sideways sunburn. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I just remember the left side of my face just like getting so hot <laughs> as the sun was about to disappear. Yeah, really nice gig that. Yeah, she was great. And so, yeah, it's just nice. I think you just really, yeah, you hit on a good one. And as you say, yeah, it's good because good like, yeah, now we don't really have these little offerings of random arrangements to sort of boost bolster out the set because we sort of were working so hard and as this one just popped up it's like oh it's something that's not not really assigned to anything this is nice um yeah yeah you know give the people some up-to-date stuff which is very cool yeah i think the crowd enjoy it i always feel with the um the outro section often you look out and the crowd don't know what's going on yeah they're like oh wow this is this is just noise isn't it Maybe Greg yeah. James cuts away at that point on the radio. Goes to the news. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think people, I think we've, we've sort of developed it a little bit. Early on in that section where it starts off, it goes like a sort of meh, 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 or something like that. And I kind of lent into that and turned it into like a 5-4 uh, pattern to go over the 4-4. Four, four. And then I just sort of developed that a bit more. So that that becomes a bit of a theme. So that's not in the original at all. So I think there's there's stuff in it which is completely unrecognisable. And it's all on brass the, and percussion. and The hippopotamus and sections, isn't it? Hippopotamus, it. yeah. Yeah, that's it. For um, listeners that aren't sure how to get your five, what are the quintuplets? That's it, isn't it? That's the, that's the word, hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Other five um, syllable words are available, if you can think of them, but that one works particularly well for us. Yeah. You could just say five word syllable. Five, five word, word syllable. syllable. Five word <laughs> syllable. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we go, it plays itself really. Yeah. Uh, and wait, well, I mean, it does. There are some technical issues which um, we'll uh, talk about, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but um, what was nice in the recording is that we could really experiment with uh, the, side, the production side. Mm. And try and sort of emulate what what Billy Eilish and a brother, I've forgotten his name. Phineas. Phineas, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh what what they do. And also in the in the outro section, we could add in some more more percussion, more um bass notes, some some harmonics and some fifths and octaves. Think so so we could put in more than we would be able to live it just gives that a sort of darker sound it just the whole thing at the end there, it just creates this kind of hellish sort of soundscape which i really like it's a completely different sound to anything else we do so it was good with the recording that we could actually mm. uh, try a few things out I think it, it reminds me well. there's some of the sounds that come out of it it reminds me if you go back and watch 
it's either Terminator or Terminator 2. Like yeah. the bits where they go to the, the future and the robots are there just killing them. And there's this sort of certain noise that's like... Right. they use in the background and it always just reminds me of that i don't know yeah i mean audience this is your time to pause the podcast go and listen to our recording of bad guy and then come Maybe back i can find it and you'll know exactly what we're talking about but yeah i'll find it and slot it in i hope i don't get sued by james cameron go <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it just, just, yeah, it just always flashes up in my head for some weird reason. Yeah, Great. Well, that, there you go. I think That's what you're talking about as well, like, it's always the sort of arrangements done when you do take something that's quite synthy. I think that does always translate quite nicely across to brass. Mm. Um, so obviously the, the, a lot of the ones we've talked about so far have all been quite indie-based tracks. But when you get something that's a synth-based one, like you know, like, I, like Lady Gaga's one that I did ages and ages ago, everything just fit really nicely. I think it translates; those sort of sounds go nicely on brass. But when you do, say, you do something that's got horn lines already in it, sometimes that's a bit harder because yeah, you've got to get those horn lines in, and you've got to get everything else around it in, and it's, it's yeah, kind of a bit odd. Whereas like these ones, like really out and out pop tunes, do sound pretty good. That's interesting. I wonder if maybe the people that are writing synth things are coming from a keyboard background mm. and are just naturally used to voicing and 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 just spreading out the sound. So you've got your low bass notes and you've got a well-voiced thing in the middle with some pads or something, and then you've got a higher sort of synth line, top line type thing, whereas uh, your guitar bands, they're playing quite close you've got the chords all together and it's just the hand positions and they possibly you might not know so much about musical theory mm. just to generalize completely but um th- the sounds you get it's all a bit closer together and i don't know that's just a thing off the top of my head thinking about it but, but yeah so um, if you're a, a synth player or a keyboard player that sort of thing you've got to be a bit more maybe i mean i don't i don't want to tar you know i don't want to be a you know, yeah, don't want to make yeah, anyone are... get outraged, but I think maybe you do have to be a bit more, as you say, a bit more proficient. You have to have that knowledge because there's a lot to do with synths, isn't there? There's a lot of gadgetry as well that's involved, and you sort of be on the ball. Yeah. Whereas, as we've seen with bands, some people can just pick them up and play three chords or just power chords or whatever, and sort of get away with it, but be incredibly musical in what they do and have a really good. Yeah. You know, they can be incredibly creative, but not necessarily technically as proficient as you perhaps need to be. I don't know. We're really generalising here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just making something sound good, isn't it? You just play something, that sounds good. I like that. Do that. Yeah. Don't know yeah. how I did it, but I did it and it sounds good. Just as long as yeah, you yeah, I think yeah. often what you get with guitar bands is like, yeah, like a lot, a lot of clustery crunches and mm. things like that. Whereas often with synths, there are just like, they're using like one finger on a synth. And so at the end of the day, it actually comes out a bit more basic because you go well that whole line just goes on to a trombone great and then and actually Billie Eilish's vocals are quite basic compared to um, like Whitney Houston or something who's like you know effing and jeffing all over the place Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but she's like doing acrobatics you know and and actually Billie Eilish isn't so that translates easily as well 
So you actually you're just translating a lot of quite simple lines across that get shared out among parts quite well. But you look at something like the Strokes, and it's like, oh man, he's playing like four notes at once. <laughs> like can't just lose four players just like that to cover those four <laughs> notes. So mm. we're gonna have to mm. simplify that. And there's all this simplification that has to happen to make those things work. The Strokes has probably been the hardest thing we've done in terms of having to simplify it because it it just doesn't translate. Um, so much of the strokes is just da na 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 yeah yeah and, that, and that's 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 chords isn't it that's like four notes at yeah. once or something so whereas it, we've talked about like <laughs> bad guy being a quick translating really quickly and sort of writes itself the same as it wasn't me just sort of writes itself maybe that's what you you mean it's it's also with bad guy it's nice there's a lot of space and there's a lot of gaps mm. Mm. it starts off you've got the drums just going boom and then tuba gets added in and it just slots in the gaps. It's that devilish syncopation. Yeah. Subdividing furiously. Yeah. And it's it's amazing, actually, because it, it's almost like a 12-bar blues, but a sort of eight-bar blues. It's got It's just one, four, and five. So there's something about it. Though, the first time you hear it, you feel like you've heard it all your life. That It's like a minor blues. Do, do, do you... Do you feel like that? Is that maybe just me? I mean, it's a catchy it's just, hook, isn't so it? It felt familiar. Yeah. It, it's just immediately catchy and, and familiar. And yeah. that, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It's like, hear yeah. that everywhere. It's like on beds for loads of stuff. Um, really? Yeah. Have you heard that before, do you think? Yeah, the little hook. Um, and yeah, it's like, well, what is that? It's like, I'm, I'm sure I've heard that. Sounds like some kind of demented ice cream van, doesn't it, that bit? <laughs> yeah. I always think it sounds a bit like Scooby-Doo. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That sort of blues scale. <laughs> 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 I've seen. I've seen Ice Man starring Michael Shannon. Yeah, I've seen. That's it. got a, a murderer in it who drives an ice cream van around to put their bodies in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, dark. <laughs> Real true story. True story. He got. He got, he got done by the FBI in the end. <laughs> is it? Is it available to watch anywhere? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. From I went to. Uh, I saw it at the BFI, what, actually. It was, it was a great experience. It's adapted from a book. Sing? Oh, that was it. Um, just before he died in prison, I think it was, he he decided to do a, a tell-all interview um, to an author. So, um, and called The Ice, Ice Man. This author, journalist guy, like, wrote, like, the kind of tell-all story about these murders and everything. And then that was then adapted to the film. But, yeah, I can imagine that being the ice cream... <laughs> Ice cream fan tune. Hey guys, can you sing the local local ice cream fan tune? The local what? The Forest Hill one. Oh no! Yeah. How does it go? He goes. Sending drugs to the neighbourhood. Oysters, hippopotamus. You know, you don't get, you don't hear um, ice cream vans sampled in tunes as much as I reckon you should. Mm. It would really. I heard one for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Oh, lockdown's over. Yeah. Honestly, mine's been coming every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just selling, selling masks. Yeah, masks and ice cream. Mm. 
So I guess with this one, Barney, from a producer's point of view, this is one that we've done very, I think this is probably one that you've really done a lot different with because we've sort of had to do some, basically, from my perspective anyway, because like we got there and we had to, you sort of said, right, I want to do it like this. And we had some like very breathy trombone stuff at the beginning mm. and whatnot. So like, mm. yeah, what was your thinking behind all that? It's, like, um, it was amazing to do. I just wonder where it all came from. Yeah, well, th- when we first ever played it, for a start, um, I just talked. I think I talked to Seb like straight away, and I was just like, "Well, that I mean, that has to be recorded, doesn't it? That's that's one for um, a single." So that was that was great that it came with that. It wasn't crowbarred into a project. It was like we 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 had a desire to really do it, mm-hmm. and we talk about in in a future episode. We talk about um, it wasn't me being um, a produced track that we wanted to be completely representative of of the live style that we would do like give give listeners the experience they'd have if they were watching us at a live gig and comparing that to something like um johnny's production of everything will be all right which is um you use that as a starting point but he was able to take that off into a quite a heavily produced thing that we wouldn't be able to do live with lots of experimenting with reverb and stuff like that so this is a bit more like that. When I sort of first was setting up my sort of studio as um, getting ready for the brasses to come in, um, Seb came round and we just experimented one afternoon with microphones and just making sure it was all working, making sure that we had good sound treatment around and levels and distances from the mic were what we wanted for the sound and we focused in on bad guy as a little test and just made this this sort of demo version where yeah there was there were lots of seb and there were lots of me and um it, it was fine it was it was really important to do that to to work things out um but all it made me do was look forward to actually getting the rest of you in and making it sound like the brastards not just like the phil pots <laughs> but it was it was really important to do that one one of the things that we 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 tried out that was that that was a probably the most sort of complex thing in terms of having to faff around changing with mics within tracks was was on bad guy because we had um we talk we talk about it a bit on right van as well but like making the mic gain really hot and just playing playing to the mic like whispering your your trumpet or trombone part into it so it's barely speaking and you're picking up every click of the lips and brush of air and and everything like that to use that to color the the vibe and the sound of the um the tune and the accompaniment and that's very taken from what Billie Eilish is doing in hers it's it's very breathy it's it's heavily multi-tracked as well you could just sort of hear it all around you like very sort of surround sound in your ears this like <sighs> It's, it's like almost ASMR, isn't it? So we were mm. trying to... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like... It sounds we, just like that. We did <laughs> we did use that term, actually, when talking to people about it, Seb. We were like, we sort of want brass ASMR at that bit. But that's, tr- that's tricky. That's something that that you wanted to do, Seb, because like that's well within your skill set but a lot of us had to really bloody work hard to work <laughs> out how to do that it's not it's not easy um and um but yeah we 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 
I, th- I think I mean I think it sounds great that that we did that and then and then after the first section then all the mic settings change and everything and, and everyone starts to like play out with a bit more front and um body but yeah the, what the other thing I did with that opening sort of breathy thing to play around with production a little bit more than I would in anything like it wasn't me was there's, there's quite a bit of automation even just like within the trombones um so me and Chris um and Dan um where Chris within like an eight bar phrase um chris starts on the left and i'm i start on the right and throughout the whole phrase we're interweaving um between between your ears so if you listen on headphones like at certain points chris is on the left but then he's over on the right and i i just wanted that to like be quite a disturbing the the thing about this track we wanted it to be disturbing i don't know why It's, it's, it, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, just, I think that's the most striking thing when I heard that track for the first time and the album is, is I just don't, I don't think I've ever heard that kind of approach to the vocals before in, yeah. kind of in, in pop music. I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be corrected, but um, especially like in the current climate, you know, for mm. someone to come along and do that kind of ASMR kind of style vocal is just, is quite in, innovative really. Yeah, and um, I think what I'm so trying to say is, you know, it's not auto tuned. Yeah, and, you and know, Seb, you, you've said this, you said this before that it was that it's minimalistic. I think that's what I'm trying to say is like so she's done this minimalistic thing, and to the point where you didn't know what to do with that back section. So the best thing yeah. we could do with it was to just bastardize it or bastardize it, um, <laughs> but is to just go well. We're going to make this uh, kind of terrifying and weird and and yeah lean into those um uh, sort of pitchy things and and um growls and grinding noises and things like that so um yeah that was so yeah i just wanted to we listened to that thing recently that was getting shared around what whatsapp didn't we that was like um oh, yeah. 5d audio or something like mm. moves around your head and it's insane but and i certainly didn't achieve anything near that but i just i did want to make people feel a little bit uneasy when they listen to it, especially with earphones, that that like, well, where are the trombones? Because I thought I thought he was there in my left, but now he's over in my right. And um, so yeah, that that was kind of the playing around with with production there. And um, going into when everyone finally started coming in and recording their parts down, um, it was uh, it, I, then then I realised that like actually uh, some of the things it was it was beneficial to layer various takes of so for chris for example there's parts where he's on there two or three times as himself but they're in different styles because say for example we started with a take we're like we need this breathy he'd do it and we go cool we need it more breathy though okay so then he'd do that go we need even more breathy then he'd do that so then i had three different styles of chris in one and i just want to put them all in you know, and um, and if and you know if it if it sounded right, it's like obviously if there's one that's not breathy enough, like I didn't use that because we wanted that effect. But like, yeah, layering up in this one was was a big thing. There's it's it's not a this one probably isn't a recording that sounds like a ten piece brass band. It's it's more along the lines of a twenty piece, twenty five piece. Um, we've got some good good instruments coming. We've got a different one. Haven't we? We've got a contra- yeah. bass trombone at the end. Oh man! Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So so, yeah. so we get to the. 
Yeah, you get to the back <laughs> section, and then and then yeah, I mean. Dan West, I mean, he's literally Hollywood's bass trombonist. So he's making those noises in, like, Nolan films and stuff. Christopher Nolan films uh, with, like, Hans Zimmer scores. This... You know, he played on Dunkirk, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, see? So he's making these noises that sound like uh, sinking ships and stuff, and which is, like, exactly what we wanted. And we got the guy. We got the guy. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> He's so, the guy. He would have earned so much money if he was playing MUP for this. He would have. Uh, um, yeah, so, so he did that. And then, and then when it came to um, mixing all this down, it just, as, as much as I didn't particularly like what it was like when it was just me and Seb, I did actually end up finding that a bit useful, that like there were a couple of little lines in there that it was kind of like the world's your oyster in terms of layering and doubling up. And I was, and so I had no intention of using my version of bass tromboning that Dan was doing as well, but mm. it was like, well, more the merrier at this point. So, yeah. so Dan is on there and he's on there with Contra and he's on there um, putting in fifths um, as well as the tonic, which, which Dickie did as well on tuba. So we got that, but then, my bass trombone sound is another sound. It's not as good as Dan's, but it's another sound. So I was like, well, that enhances the the listening, the kind of kind of timbres of the listening experience even more. So just add that in as well. So mm. I, I wouldn't do that in a track like it wasn't me because I wanted that to sound real. But um, yeah, the, it did feel like the kind of um, sky's the limit with with bad guy in terms of layering and creating colours that we mm. could not do live. And that, yeah, that c- that's good. I remember having a conversation with you, Barney, when we started doing all this, and it, you were at a bit of a crossroads whether or not we should be trying to recreate what the band sound like live, or should we try out some studioy kind of mm. techniques and make it sound like it's done in the studio. Mm. And it's like, well, if we do that, then it's not going to sound like the Brasters because we're a live a live band. So, um, to be so honest, I, guess- I, I was probably still unsure when i did it but it's since hearing things like johnny's everything will be all right that i've been completely convinced that at times there is a place for it and we should embrace it yeah yeah i mean i thought i really enjoyed doing it because it felt like we're in a quasi sort of like an almost like an album session for a band where you know you've got the 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 sort of for a guitar band where you've got there and they go right oh yeah i like it but can you make it sound like this well i remember spaddy telling me he was in a he was doing a session for the a spiritualized album and the guy sort of that was in charge of the, the main writer for the band was just like yeah i want you all just to play but imagine you're sort of what you're playing is a big circle and it just goes round and do it like that and i think spider's like i just did what i did before <laughs> but, <laughs> but he seemed happy you know it's just it felt like it was you know we were mucking around with stuff and it was fun it was just like oh you know we're not having yeah. to just nail apart there's going to be different aspects to this and sort of yeah, and that that was kind of you know something a bit different cool. to what we've done before, which was really cool. Yeah, it was a chance to work with people's sound in a way that we would never try to live. But then feeding off from that, you know, we we managed to get together um, start of last week to record a a sort of lockdown non audience set, and we played Bad Guy. And now having all sort of heard that produced track a bit a little bit, it's now we're now playing it different, even without even anyone saying anything. We're now we're now approaching like that front section as a more whispery, quieter thing. No one said anything, but they did it. And it was like, that was really nice. So that has, it feeds into itself a bit there. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So with the tuba on bad guy, is there like, is there anything that you've done differently with that? Dickie, do you have to play in a different style as well? Or was it all just like, just make it nice and punchy or? Well, at the end, uh, Barney said already that, um, yeah, there's definite layering. I did what's written and then I did like the fifth below that, which is kind of getting to the very bottom of the piano. I think low. you did another another lower and octave as well. An and octave below that, and it's I just like going, yeah. It's kind of the the sound, but um, because it was so close mic'd, like um, and you could mess mess around and EQ it and stuff it, that you can boost it to make it sound good. Whereas live, for try and play that note, unless you turned up massively on the desk, it's you just can't hear it, yeah. and uh, blowing a lot of air and. Uh, going blue in the face but yeah for no sound at all <laughs> four vibrations um so yeah that, that was quite cool to do that um and th- yeah at the beginning i think just for me i was just trying to make it sound as close to the the bass sound that she has on the track as well it's kind of a really r- round like quite comforting kind of sound mm-hmm. in your ears isn't it? it kind of feels like a big soft blanket it around is, you i was yeah. trying to emulate that they're um, almost a bit I sort think. of slurred originally, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's really long as, yeah, just, uh, and yeah, as you say, bouncing off off the bass drum like, on the all the syncopations, trying to make that kind of like as even as, as possible and not, because it is all kind of since not put very much expression into it, which uh, isn't always the case. You want, sometimes you want to be really kind of musical, mm. but here I was trying to, trying to sound like a computer, I guess. Yeah. I, I love how the yeah the arrangement builds like because at the very start with the drums and the tuba there is nothing else going on so um the the biggest thing you can latch onto at that point is is that um locking in with each other those two locking in with each other um and 
And then at the end of that, it was really important to me that the the next thing you hear is this snare drum hit. And I was like, I just thought the snare, I need to work on the snare hard. I need, I need that to be such a cool sound. So I spent ages on that. And actually, yeah. So this track more than any other track, um, that I did, I spent ages on, um, isolating each drum mic. So, because the drums build up gradually as well. So for for the first um, eight bars, Rick's playing, it's just the kick. So what you don't want at that point is um, the snare reverberating or anything else in the room. So everything is like taken away and muted or and noise gates put on um, other mics around the drum kit. So all you're getting is the kick in and kick out. Um, and, and I could play with that and, yeah, I mean... Sky was the limit with that as well, with like no, with the noises you, I wanted to get from it. Um, experimented with making it like the track and not like the track, and more more like a live gig and more produced. But I, I really like where we got with it. Um, but then then the next eight bars, the the snare drum joins in with just a hit. So then you want that in, but but you don't want uh, you don't want that being picked up on other mics either, and and you don't want. Um, yeah yeah so you want that to be isolated so you so have to work on that being a really good sound and then gradually other things start getting added in but yeah at no point did i want it to sound like a sort of a rehearsal drum kit in a studio that's reverberating all the way and it just it sounds a bit mucky i wanted it to sound almost almost digital like rick was playing um drum pads or something yeah. um so that took a bit of work to to do um, but then on the back section, Rick can just open up, and I mean it's like we we call him animal, don't we? Someone's from uh, Muppets. <laughs> it's like that. He's got he gets his moment just to be animal. Mm. Um, it's like a development of of rhythm, isn't it? It starts off with just four four to the floor, yeah. And the, the yeah. most interesting thing, which is exciting to listen to, is just the the playoff between the tuba and the bass mm-hmm. drum. And by the end, you've got five, four crotchets going yeah. out four, four. And Rick's doing a dago, 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 sort of triplety thing on top of that. So it's just, it's amazing. In three minutes, it's sort of mm. it's gone from mm. the inception of that to as far as it can go. When did that, um, when did you add that klezmer section, Seb? Oh, yeah, I did Did that, that happen in when, the recording um, process? No, I did it for when we, we did the Young Dizzy Brascals project. So that was with a, a school jazz band. Oh, basically, I had to write out parts for everyone in the, in the jazz band. So you had saxophones and clarinets and mm. I don't know if we had any other woodwind or there's all, all different instruments that we hadn't, I hadn't written brasses for before. Uh, French horns, mm. uh, bass guitar, keyboard. So I just, I don't know, I just thought, well, we could mm. add in a slightly different vibe here. But yeah, um, you, like with what you're saying, a little bit. It's, it's like the whole piece is like an experimentation in in um, rhythm and playing around yeah. with rhythm and playing around with your expectations. And I, I like I, so we start with Dicky being completely syncopated on the tuba. I don't know if you remember when we recorded it, Barney. There was something weird happening. Yeah, I think I like... think I'd accidentally like. Um, like auto flexed you or something, which I, know, every which time I don't I played it. It was like, right, I'm going to get this absolutely <laughs> oh, banging yeah, time. Got to be. So and weird. then we, and then we listened to it back. It and like, like, oh, wow. Late. I know two of them. You were not. Yeah. Really it, it was a reputation for being late it, all the time, but it was it's like, mental. <laughs> oh God. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to sell it. Give up. 
No, you I mean, yeah, <laughs> you I knew you were, I knew what we were listening back to was not what we just recorded. So there was there were some issues to jump around there. But um um yeah, so we start with you and you're totally syncopated, but then I love that bit when you then suddenly like to, um surprise the listener like it goes against their expectations and suddenly you're like um boom 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 but suddenly we're like whoa yeah. we're on the beat now yeah it's great i love that bit uh, yeah i love that bit and and it, it, believe it or not that bit is only four bars long yeah <laughs> it's great <laughs> It really adds to it, though, doesn't it? Those few bars. Yeah, that comes from my love of um, the Muppets. Um, a lot of the Muppets music has has that kind of beat, sort of banjo and and um, yeah. just that, a lot of stuff like that. Stuff from the Muppets Most Wanted, actually, the most recent film. Oh, uh, who's in that one? Didn't did it? Yeah, yeah. The interrogation song. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, it's great. Kermit, let's begin. Describe the day you played Berlin. We rehearsed and then we walked about. We ate bratwurst and sauerkraut. That night at 10.03. Well, that has a lot of Russian influence in the music because it's all about a Russian gulag and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they do like a um, musical in the prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But there's also stuff from like the original Muppets movie. Yeah. Uh, moving right along that tune. A frog and a bear seeing America. In search of good times and good news With good friends you can't lose This could become a habit <laughs> But that, that was quite... It looks like Bugsy Malone as well, yeah. that kind of... Mm. Which is the same composer, Paul Williams. I don't know, I just always find that so upbeat, that that, that kind of drum beat and, and guitar, banjo, and yeah, it's just so happy. Well, it's, it's finding these um, these hooks and, and grooves that make people dance and... Um, yeah. We go into some sort of detail with that on on the It Wasn't Me podcast about how that has this specific groove where the 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 offbeat of two is so important. But on this one, it's like suddenly you get to this four to the floor thing, and it's just like, well, that's that gets people moving as well, but in a totally different way. I don't know that can that makes or breaks a song. I think in terms of how successful it is in a in a live mm. setting. Anyway, uh, that was really important with percussion. Then going to James Null um, in in lockdown, he he did his remote recording for us uh on, on the tracks that i produced and um we wanted the the percussion to kind of be a completely different thing for that section um and so there's kind of, sort of just balkan these, these sort of sound. yeah balkan like whips and cracks and um just like just yeah sort of four to the floor cowbells i think uh, livestock yeah, I yeah, I ended up adding in some things as well once he gave it back cuz I wanted it to be even more like cracky. And there's like there's a sample of um a like someone using a lighter. So it's like Ooh, like that. Nice. Um and then there's this I also have a toy gun which I regretted not using afterwards, but I realized I had this thing, you know like um the little red circle of um bangers that you put in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I, and I, after I'd finished everything, I found this gun. I was like, oh, Seb, I've got, this would be amazing in that. be like, right. So then I recorded that 
And then, and it was it was fine, but Seb was just like, Bonnie, you've finished it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, I have finished it, yeah. So it's just like, oh. <laughs> there, there does come a point where you need to just stop. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was, so so that, anyway, that section is, is a very percussive uh, in a sort of, yeah, Balkan way. I guess that like that is all that Balkan music that you you play every now and then to Seb, which is just insane. I mean, are they are they like speeding that up in production, like to double speed I, I or something? They are, yeah. What they call fanfare. It's Cicale. just amazing brass playing, but it's like Do you know it, Dicky. Fanfare Chicali or something like that. That's it. I yeah. saw them once, and it, I mean, it, it, they weren't speeding it up with any trickery. Wow. They were just playing. <laughs> it's, yeah, that so fast. I think that's. That's Solid kind of another thing we were trying to emulate, wasn't it? Hey, I'm just looking at it on Spotify. Yeah, Sweet a la Koi Banas. <laughs> It's almost like um, this piece is almost like in its because it develops so from very very basic just kick to at the end and you've got these intricate rhythms that are going across each other and you have um, a certain kind of articulation that starts the song and then that develops into a much harder thing until Seb adds his like solo at the end which is just like someone kind of just being kind of exercised like well, yeah, it's like, yeah yeah it's like an exorcism or something at the end and it's just coming out of you. And like, there's this development. It's almost like it's a grow. It's like it grows like a sort of bolero or something. Like, where can we take this? Yeah. Um, bolero, like yeah, a very yeah. dirty bolero. Um, well, that's the same. Actually, that starts with just a drum beat. Much shorter than bolero. bolero. Yeah, yeah. That's right. but that that starts with just a bolero, like a drum beat, and then by the very end, the trombones are like, it's the same. It's yeah, terrifying. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it has that kind of arc. Definitely. Um, it definitely that, does in a pop song, yeah. 100%. And it's interesting, that one. I, I um, Not to blow my own trumpet, but mm. I, I only only recorded one take of that. That was just like, we just did one and we were like, yeah, that's cool. You did some more, but that, we that, went with that, one. We went with the first. It was just like, yeah, great. Oh, don't ruin the story. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so maybe we tried another one. But, we'll, we'll but, but the first we'll one was like just... <laughs> It was like how I felt in that moment. Yeah. It felt it was pretty um Yeah, that's right. And actually pretty, uh, genuine. Playing it to um yeah, my other half Anna, she was like, Oh, isn't he isn't he a bit pitchy at that moment? And I'm like, Yeah, he's meant to, he's leaning into it. <laughs> 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 like but that this track was about that, wasn't it? It was finding the, the crushes and the, the dissonance and exploiting those moments. Yeah. Um to to make people uneasy. Um Definitely. Which Un- I, it's nice I, to unsettle people. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I'm a bit of a. I, I I enjoy that. I really enjoy that. I think we've been a bit like that with a lot of our output in the past. Um, no one asked for it to be weird, but you know, we made Paranoid Android video so weird. Why did we? <laughs> why did we make it so? Very it's weird, so terrifying. Yeah, um, I was thinking about that the other day because it sort of sits there on our YouTube channel. Yeah, and you know, just like because we obviously when it was all finished and wrapped up and ready to go, then there was those stabbings on the bridge, wasn't there? Mm. And so we had to then, oh, yeah. you know, there's a scene with me in a inflated sumo costume <laughs> chopping both my arms off, and we had to go back and like, yeah, let's just let's cut that bit out. And yeah, yeah, bananas. Yeah. Great, I like so much fun to do those, and I guess sometimes the weird stuff is the fun stuff, isn't it? Like. Yeah, you know, you've got Dicky has dropping out of a tree. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Mask and a sheep. Very hungover as well. I can't remember why. Very hungover, trying to climb up a tree dressed as Theresa May. <laughs> this is 
which is odd. <laughs> it's um, at like eight in the morning as well, because that's when the light was at its best. <laughs> that's right. So very different so to what good. this this video is going to be like, really, isn't it? It's we we sort of did. Shall I talk about this now? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about the video, man. Yeah, because yeah. we haven't been yeah. able to talk about that for a few. Because this video, we we actually managed to get footage of it um, this this week or this week just gone, and in very much in lockdown friendly fashion socially distanced green screening one person being filmed at a time i was probably eight meters away filming and we were in a giant room and with well lit and everything it was great and so i've got all these all these shots of everyone in the band um playing along to the track and also doing a um doing a sort of a mime performance piece in one take as well. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone got gif- given a different uh, story um, to tell in their mime. And and it just, having that little bit of structure, um, some parameters to work within, people found some really interesting um, visual gags and stuff that, are, are, you know, I've only got a three and a half minute video to fill. So... I have got a wealth of footage to use and people were going, I've, I've run, I've run out of ideas. I've run out of things to say. It's like, it doesn't matter. You've given me, you've given me so much already. Like, um, you know, Rick falling off his chair, ladder, uh, ladder boy, ladder boy. See, so, so, um, all we've put out so far is, uh, well, the single came out this week and um, all we've put out so far is a little trailer to, to help um, people see that single. But I just, yeah, I used Seabass um, uh, there with, with his ladder and, and um, it, the whole video is just going to be colourful. We're going to, we're going to tie it in with our education um, arm of what we do, Young Dizzy mm. Brass Schools. And, and we want it to be like, yeah, colourful um, and, and enjoyable, which is kind of, the antithesis of the scariness we were trying to make the song. At the end of the day, the reason we're doing that is it's quite fun to do that. So then to make the video quite fun and light, um, I mean, it stems from her her video. She bursts through sort of yellow, um, a yellow wall, wearing all yellow, and she's got like blue hair and, and stuff. And we took that colour scheme for our logo for the song. Um, but yeah, everyone's kind of dressed in in colours of the spectrum and they're going to be in front of um, a colour of the opposite part of the spectrum through the magic of green screen and all that. Mm. But it was, it was nice just making this quick advert with uh, Seabass in it with the ladder because it was like, okay, this, this science to this all works. That's nice. It's going to be good. So I'm looking forward to sitting down with that and bashing something out. But, um, so it's going to be quite slapstick, do you think? Um, I to a point, but I I also don't. Much. Sometimes sometimes we've made things and and I look back now. I can't remember there was something I look back now and I'm like, why did I include that shot? It makes us look like a joke band, and I know mm-hmm. we have fun and stuff, but we don't. We're not a gimmick. We're not like we're not totally a joke band, you know. I mean, can so, we can we try and remember some of the scenarios that you and Anna came up with because some of them were brilliant, weren't they? So I was yeah. I was doing the decorating. So I was pretending to paint and then yeah, my other half got the... home and she didn't like the colour scheme, so I ended up having an argument. So there's actually, were, there's actually, probably, actually probably some quite dark footage in there as well, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. You know, me um, pretending to argue. And then Seb was having his haircut, wasn't he? Seb was having his haircut, yeah. Dickie, yeah. Um, uh, Rick was at the dentist, in the dentist yeah. chair. Yeah. Um, 
Dickie, I was stuck in a lift. You're stuck in a lift. Stuck in a Kai lift. was getting Chris, pulled over by the police. Yeah, Chris was waking up for a morning, and um, well, we sort of just kept feeding you new things on that one because yeah, a, yeah, spent <laughs> a lot of time. Chris, I, had it, I had it all planned out, and then Anna started feeding things about like Ziggy coming in stuff. I was like, oh god, what? Well, yeah, she's now. she's great. <laughs> Anna was great. brilliant. Anna was <laughs> she absolutely gets a, shout out to Anna. She was get awesome. Lo- get a lovely yeah. co-director on the, uh, uh, credit on that. I think. Yeah, so, she was um, great. Yeah, so no, I, I think it's going to be um, a, a very different video in in look and and style. And we we talked in the past about not wanting to just do videos that are performance based because mm. it's easy to switch off um, yeah. for a, for a viewer. Um, we do plenty of that, and you know we've just we're just about to release um, or have released a live a live set in in Bush Hall where it's entirely performance based. You know, there's no yeah. there's no smoke and mirrors on that. Um, so um so to do something like the track highly produced i think it it goes well that we would put the green screen thing with it also to an extent highly produced very fake very um uh sort of like just going into our imagination a bit more uh and also it just i think it all ties together nicely with with the logo we've got for it the bright colors everything like that it, it's it, it's it's a nice way to imagine the track as this sort of bright nugget of weirdness <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i think actually ironically for bushel uh, that is the one that does have smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. Luckily, I didn't. Well known for their yeah. love of the uh, dry ice machine. Luckily, I didn't smash the mirrors too much. Oh, yeah, he ladder. did do. He did put some haze on, didn't he? And uh, yeah, watching his bass picked up the ladder and like they literally had it painted the week before. I was just like, oh god. And then you had Betsy, who's the run, the base, the woman that runs and owns. I don't know if she owns it, but she definitely runs it. You just saw her just watching him picking up this ladder, and she's just sort of. You could see a faint smile on her face of like, yeah, this is fun, but please watch my thing, watch my, watch my yeah. menu. <laughs> um, oh no, I could just a... feel her stare just like bur- yeah, yeah. burning into the back of my neck. And like, then there was the actual attempt from Seabass to actually climb up a ladder free, free form in the, not leaning up against anything. <laughs> I think at that two rungs up. Performer. I think at that moment, Kai was like, okay, I'll take the ladder off you now, Bass. <laughs> you've, like, done it. Daddy, you've done it. Daddy enough. came and stepped in. Yeah. You've done enough now. Put the ladder down. <laughs> All right, son. Uh, it's nice that some of the performances, yeah, did have a bit of, some of them that got dished out had some quite nice, nice sort of, Deep seated in some truth, like Dickie, you've been stuck in a lift before, haven't you, with like a load of other tuba players? I have, yeah. When I was at, at college, um, we were stuck in a lift. There were, I think there was maybe nine of us in the lift, and uh, about fifteen tubers, which is uh, oh obviously quite a weight. And uh, yeah, we were stuck in there for about an hour with this legendary tuba player, Roger Bobo, um, who's uh, yeah, who's, like it was in the LA Phil and did loads of stuff, oh, wow. but used to come and visit wow. college once a year. And uh, not once a year, sorry, once a month. And um, oh, wow. yeah, we were just uh, going up f- to a, a class with him. That'd and, be on um, Zoom these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tuba sounds great over Zoom as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we were just we were just stuck in. We all had to climb out halfway up between the floors. No um, way. Yeah, uh, including oh, Roger Bobo, who was, I don't know, he's definitely in his 80s now. He's been, wow. been around for a long time. And uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Like that bit in the US office, Pam's like, nope, scared of getting chopped in half. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I would have put a tuba just there next to me. So it was oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little, uh, that's all yeah. they're good for, isn't it? Yeah. Lift wedge. Yeah. Prop it, prop it <laughs> open doors, yeah. The old yeah. lift wedge, yeah. But, yeah, the, just to, f- to close down the video chat there, um, obviously it's been quite hard to get any new video content out in, in lockdown because we, we haven't been able to meet up or, or do things safely or whatever. So it was great that actually... It, it became apparent that the green screen was a, a one way that we could we could totally have a mm. safe time. So um, I'm really glad we, we did that because yeah. from now on, I hope things are just going to get easier and easier, and we can we can yeah. make our other video ideas as and when in various spaces, and maybe even get closer to each other and stuff like that. But for now, the fact that we've managed to make a, a video from brand new footage that we've got that isn't recycled stuff of mine or whatever. Um, and do it, yeah, do it safely is, is like, that's quite exciting, actually. Yeah, it's, it's good because, I mean, even though things are going, not necessarily back to normal, but there will be performances outside. And, you know, I'm quite excited to do something outside because obviously we can get places where we could go and it would be like a little run out for us because finding halls large enough for us to socially distance inside and rehearse is just going to cost a fortune. Mm. So like, you know, you'll get bands probably doing little concerts outside just because it's easy to to get together and have a play. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited for then we'll have a bit of time so we can try and get together and do some videos and see what happens. And it's always great to have a video with what you're doing because it's just, there you go, we did all mm. of this and that sort of adds up nicely and mm. great for people to watch and see. So I mean, yeah, it's exciting that we can finally do that without having to scour the internet for you know, footage that we don't have to pay rights for or anything like that, or go back for our whole back catalogue and see what potentially could slot in. Yeah. Whereas, you know, now we've got a nice new yeah. a new way forward to do it, which is just uh, yeah, I mean with the, the previous videos of, of this summer, uh I've absolutely exhausted my private <laughs> library yeah. of uh stock footage that I sort of yeah. filmed over the years. So yeah. um it's time to film something new. Mm. It's great because I had my mum and dad round the other day and they obviously they listen to the podcast as they come out. And I think they really enjoy it. And they're, they're, all, they're always really, you know, when they finish, they're like, oh, God, don't you guys know a lot? You know, it's always really interesting <laughs> that you guys know so much about stuff. It's like, well, yeah, people probably wouldn't pay us to do stuff otherwise. <laughs> like, you know, we've got, we've learned all this stuff. We've had to. Um, but he said, oh, we've, can we watch the videos? Because we've not seen some of these. We haven't seen any of these videos. And I sort of sat them down and got the YouTube on. And, you know, even like just watching the first one, um, they were like, oh, that was really good, wasn't it? You know, the, uh, everything will be all right with the yeah. sort of like the guided meditation that we put together. Yeah. They were like, oh, that's really good as well. Well done. You know, so it sort of does impress, you know, it always impresses someone somewhere, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the Are You Mine <laughs> one they really loved. It's like, oh, yeah, very arty. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And then they, they then I've showed them the, the Durham video as well. And they were like, oh, we haven't watched you play the trombone for ages. You know, we don't get to see you enough these days. So it was really nice to be able to watch you all play. And, yeah, I think yeah. that Durham thing we've we've done is a really nice thing for uh, certain people out there who who don't manage to get whether it's a you know geographical location mm. they're not able to get to us or or whether they don't get out and about much or where it is it's great that that now exists as like mm. a, a gig at home we've all got so used to it now being in lockdown watching National Theatre live or or mm. or gigs at home you know Glastonbury at home and stuff like that that's the that's the way people are enjoying things now. So to be able to have something that out there that people can see is, um, yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good. It's great. And what's good about that Durham video as well, just watching it back, is it's like, I think if, you know, it's not, 
it's not a promo video that you'd send to agencies to get loads of corporate work. There's something nice and rough and ready about it with like little cameras taking a little while just to focus in on people oh, yeah, watching yeah. them and things like that. And, you know, you've got Rick talking over bits. <laughs> just yeah, no, I love got it. Picks up on some mics and it's, yeah, it's a really I love nice it. with, with the With the, obviously, absence of an audience, it's, it's pretty much the vibe that we would be on stage. We were happy, mm. buzzing, excitable and um, yelling at each other the whole time. Yeah. Loved it. Comes with also that concentration of not having done done that for about a hundred days, <laughs> so you can see it's all just like there's a lot of pain on my face on occasion. Just go, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then back to the music to make sure I don't get it completely wrong. I was like, oh yeah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> but it's brilliant. It's lovely to watch. But yeah, um, I hope people at Durham enjoy it as well. Right. So thank you very much to listening to episode number six. Um, if you've enjoyed it and if you've, if you've been in since number one that's absolutely fantastic thank you and we hope to get you all in for episode number seven which is It Wasn't Me by Shaggy um, and we've got lots of good stuff to talk about in there all very interesting and it's the return of Rick our drummer and Freddie Bowles the curly haired trumpeter extraordinaire so thanks for tuning in hope to catch you all next time bye bye